Are you a fan of the band Ice Nine Kills? What about the horror movies that inspire them? Well, if you are, you're in the right place. Welcome to Silver Screams and Horror Scenes. I'm Matt. Wee! <laughs> I'm Austin. <laughs> we. <laughs> and we are here to present to you Silver Screams and Horror Scenes. Yeah, you, we, we need to give it that kind of energy every episode. Can you just yell for the rest of the show? Uh, I, yeah, like I'm stuck on a plane or something. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here reporting live! <laughs> <laughs> right next to Matt. <laughs> what? Yeah. Who? <laughs> it is just like somebody. Like my wife's in the other room. She's like, man. Like, is did I marry an old man who's on the phone? <laughs> what are, are they, they selling? <laughs> <laughs> they selling chocolates. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. This isn't what this usually is, but um. So if this yeah. is your <laughs> uh, SpongeBob reference, yeah, yeah. But uh, if this is your first time checking out the show, um, I'm a big Ice Nine Kills fan. Austin's a big horror fan. Yeah, Ice Nine Kills like makes songs about horror movies. Can you believe it? <laughs> can you? Can you really? But um, so Austin's going to check out these songs for the first time. I'm going to check out these movies for the first time, and we're going to find out which ones we like best, and also find out which song um both captures the movie in its own little bow. In, in its own little bow? Yeah, it's a little bow. What a bow. That's the worst British impression. Was that British? <laughs> I don't know what it was. I guess I considered it British, which makes it the worst. It, it, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. I'll now take a sip from my wah bow. <laughs> So, uh, last episode, we checked out the song Rainy Day, which was inspired by Resident Evil. And, uh, what, do you remember what you guessed this next song was going to be based on? Um, I think I guessed, you know, I really don't. And that's probably going to be really (laughs) annoying to listen to. (laughs) Yeah. Like, in retrospect, but, um, we're just going to say I guessed the right, no, I didn't guess. I didn't. I think he I'd, guessed. I'd, no, I think... I don't know. <laughs> roll, the, roll the clip, Jamie. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, though, because first, yeah. before we do any of that, I gotta find out the answer to Austin's horror question. Cue theme music. I, I have to... Well, hold on before that theme music. <laughs> hold it! Hold it! I'm holding... I also have to ask Matt a music question. <laughs> that is true. A focusing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I kind of have to do that. My mom says I have to. Oh, well, I mean, if your mom says so, we probably should. Yeah. Yeah, she says I can come over and play Xbox. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom said that I could come over and record the podcast today. <laughs> yeah, we go play some games and then we go watch, we, some we watch the scary. Yeah, movie. she says I can watch the way our movies. Yeah, 
<laughs> no, she's a, I watched this all the time. <laughs> that is what we really do here. <laughs> that is true. Uh, speaking of horror movies, though, I've got a horror movie question for you. Mamma mia. Shoot. So my question is, are there any actors or actresses that have not been in horror movies that you want to see in them? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I thought the question was going to go the other route was like, do you know any horror actors that would, you would love to see in more movies? I'm like, yes, a ton of people, but well, I'm, um, I'm subverting your expectations, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> this whole game is about getting me. I got a, I get a song wrong. I get a game wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm um, just out to get you, man. He's out for all the wongs. Um, <laughs> You know, and I, I'd have to look down. Um, well, actually, first I would have to see an actor that I would like personally. You know, actually, I do have an answer. Okay. Um, I don't really, I had to think, I was like, I don't really have favorite actors. I mean, I have like, because, you know, actors are their own people. You know, I can like the roles that they've been in. Sure. Yeah. But um, there's one. And then I was, so, so I was like, what are some of the few actors I actually like? And then the first one I thought of, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think he's in many horror movies. But if some dude like this was in a modern horror movie, it would be great, even if it was low budget. But there's an actor not very famous. His name is Reb Brown. Okay. Um, He is like a B-movie action star from the 80s. And... There's montages of the shit he's been in, and it's amazing. I definitely recommend just cheesy acting all the way, over the top screaming. And I would love to see him in like a modernized horror movie, or like I said, even if it's low budget and goofy. Yeah, that sounds like perfect for a horror movie. Yeah, I, he's actually the original Captain America. I don't oh, think. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I don't think from like the fifties or anything, but from like the eighties, like made for TV movies. Yeah, it's really goofy. Like, Marvel has went a long way. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've seen those. <laughs> oh, have you? Yeah, with the motorcycle. Oh, he's got the motorcycle. yeah. <laughs> and the flimsy shield. Yeah, I would love to see him play, not as a bad guy, but as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> like, like some what, like, what Hot American Summer shit. Yeah, like, he can, like, when you see him and you're like, all right, we're casting him for a movie. It's like, okay, what is he, like, Kane Hodder? Like, is he going to play Jason? Is he going to play our, like, our big monster? No, he's going to play, um, he's, he's going to, he's going to play Jason, um, uh, or Bryson. He's going to play Bryson, the teenager. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> he's a Gen Zer. He's always on TikTok doing yeah. his little dances. <laughs> he's got, like, a bunch of TikTok followers. Yeah. And, like, like I said, once you see a clip of this guy, like or like you had clear evidence, just just imagine all of that. I, th- I think that's a perfect answer, Austin. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know, like I said, I don't have many actors. There's not many actors anymore now that I've gotten older. I mean, as a kid, yeah. Um, or like comedians, or is more common for like to like an actor. But he's the dude that like I see him in a movie. I mean, first of all, to watch a movie with him in it, you got to be in a weird. Uh, in, in a weird uh, deep dive of low budget movies. But once you see him in it, you found gold, my friend. You didn't <laughs> right. find trash. You found gold. <laughs> I, I got to say, while thinking of this question, I had one answer come to mind for me, and that was Polly Shore. 
Paul. Oh yeah, dude. If Paulie Shore was in a horror movie, I feel like that would have been great. I he would be the guy that dies, but more towards the end of the movie because he's just so likable. He had to get more screen time, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that has been Austin's horror question. Cue theme music Fuck. again. Austin's horror question. Mamma mia! Thank you, theme music. <laughs> Thank you. You've done your service well. <laughs> We'll see you back in two weeks from now when you get paid. What are... Oh, my God. What just happened? <laughs> my cat knocked over a plate. Is he getting your she chicken smelled. nuggets? <laughs> yeah, she smelled the nuggies. <laughs> There's like a half a nugget. Wow, she earned it. <laughs> I don't feed my cats. Dude, I, I, I was going to say I feel that, but I do feed my cats. But um, <laughs> when they like when they work for something like that, you got to be like, okay, that's yours. <laughs> yeah, like you, you risk your stupidity. <laughs> but uh, Austin, do you happen to have a question for me? Um, no, I don't. I'm all out. Good. I didn't want to answer any. Three, three was my limit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ran out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so oh, wait, wait. Got a cue theme music. Oh, that's music question. Thank you, theme music. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> um, yes. So, talking about Ice Nine Kills, since you know that's kind of the theme of the show, oh, right. <laughs> and uh, did you discover them, or did somebody else refer them to you? Ooh, I think you might know the answer to this one. <clears throat> but uh, somebody did refer them to me. Um, I'm not. Sh- should I mention his name? I you know this person. Matters. I don't. I don't matter. Is it Santa Claus? Yeah, yeah. It was Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus. Uh, no, Santa our Claus. mutual friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, our just, mutual I'm friend sorry, Santa Claus. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to. It was Tim Allen, Santa Claus, of course. But uh, he just whispered in your ear one night. He was Are like, you? Matt. <laughs> yeah, he was like, you gotta listen. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I can't. I don't think I can do it in his voice. But like, he's like, oh, you gotta right. listen. To it. <laughs> Stop. He's like, you're gonna, you're gonna like Ice Nine Kills. You gotta listen to him. Oh. You were just like, yeah, you woke up. It was just demonic sounds, Dude. no words. And you just woke up and was like, I got to listen to this man. You know what would be scarier than any single movie on this list? You're laying <laughs> in bed and you're just like, you're dead asleep and you just hear <laughs> in your ear. I'd cry. <laughs> that's, the whole, that's the whole movie. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> that's it. It's a short film. <laughs> I love it. I would I would rate that movie and I would I would I would be probably the maybe executive producer for that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're like I don't know where that that's executive going. status. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> ten bucks more than the last guy. But, uh, yeah, back <laughs> back to the question though. <laughs> right, back to the question though. Um, yeah, so. We have a mutual friend uh, named Brian. I'll just give his yep. first name. And uh, back in probably freshman year, maybe, uh, I was talking to him like a lot back then. And he was like, dude, there's this band I'm obsessed with. And he showed them to me. And I was like, oh, I get it. Like, <laughs> they're pretty a- fucking sweet. And then over time, I just got like 
more and more obsessed with them too. I'd say I'm probably more obsessed at this point than he ever was. Yeah, that might be he, wrong, but I don't know. <laughs> you want me to show you how tough I am? And he'll he'll go on. Yeah, he'll, he'll <laughs> tell you. Um, but no, he was. Yeah, he was the only other person I knew that knew of the band at the time. Um, and that was that was about the same year. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we had him and I had made a website. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend going on it now because it's was it what the flip what the flip yeah was that it uh okay. didn't even have its own it didn't even have its own domain domain name because it was shared with <laughs> WebStarts which is a website to make websites hell yeah um, I've been on that <laughs> I've been on this website <laughs> yeah but, but yeah they've they've commented on the uh on the comment page or the uh the forum like way back in the day I'll have to find it. Um, oh, that's take a awesome. screenshot. It was pretty cool. I want to find out how he found out about them. Yeah, that's what I that's what I want to get to the bottom of. That's what our next season is going to be. We're going <laughs> to unravel the truth. <laughs> the Brian season. Uh <laughs> Yeah, he's just like he's just very mortified. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> we keep chasing him down. <laughs> but yeah, no, cuz he found out about them like when they were not that big, because they weren't that big when I when he showed me them. So I don't know how he yeah, found them. Yeah. It was like through so, MySpace or something. Could be, possibly. But yeah, I'll have to find I'll have to take a screenshot of that form of what they commented. Dude, and, hell yeah. uh, I wouldn't recommend going on the page. I don't know if the humor holds <laughs> up still. Probably not. not. It was very just whatever came to mind, I read it down. It was not that it was I don't even know what the idea of the website was. Uh, I think it was just a bunch of but, middle schoolers that found out how to make a website. <laughs> and that was the gist of it. <laughs> you know what? That is exact. It was a, it was a uh, journal. It was an online journal of just stupid thoughts. <laughs> and like, yeah, like you said, middle schoolers found, uh, found a way to make a website and turn it into a bathroom stall. <laughs> pretty <Wall>. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and Ice Nine Kills was on that bathroom stall. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> we haven't watched it since. <laughs> but alright, uh, on to our main topic of the show today. Um, So, we are going to be covering the next track in the album, Welcome to Horrorwood. Uh, I will say, I do think you guessed a movie last time, but I do think you were wrong. Because I don't think you've guessed any of them right so far. Oh, probably. <laughs> uh, whatever one you guessed back then, I'll just say it was a terrible choice and you're stupid. Um, probably Stuart Little. That would be the only answer that would make you. You might have guessed Stuart Little. (laughs) No, I think I'm going to remember that. But, um, no, I'm obviously joking. But, yeah, I I don't think you got it right. Um, but we're going to see if you get it right based off the name. Uh, do you want to guess what the name of the song is? You really want it? No, because whatever answer, whatever answer that I was literally had on the on the verge of my mouth, I was like, I probably shouldn't say that because <laughs> you set me up for a good joke. Um, right. But um, no, I no, I don't want to guess okay. the title. Is it called Fair Track enough. Seven? Um, hold on, is this the seventh track? I think it is. I don't know. I just guessed a random number. It might be. Six, but it could be. I seven. think this is track seven. <laughs> yeah, because you got to figure opening. Yeah, 
You got to figure the opening also counted for. Yeah, let, let's let's do the math here without looking at anything. So opening night, welcome to Horrorwood. Uh, rash decision. Rash, rash decision. Assault and batteries. Assault and batteries. Shower scene. Uh, shower scene. Funeral derangements. Right. Yep. And then uh, rainy day. Rainy day. So that's seven. So we're on track eight. So you're wrong again. Did. <laughs> well, let's find out if you're going to be wrong one more time. Yay. <laughs> so uh, the next track we're going to be listening to is called Hip to be Scared. Oh, my God. Hell, yeah, I got this one. Dude, if I don't have this one, I'm going to be so pissed. You think so? What, what are you guessing? <laughs> I'm going to reason myself because if I'm wrong again, okay. I'm going to be so pissed. Um. <laughs> So that obviously sounds like a parody to Huey Lewis in the news. This song hit to be squared. And there's literally, uh, there's, I can't think of another horror movie, but there's an iconic scene of American psycho where, uh, that is played. Okay. Right, right before somebody gets killed. Well, we're going to listen to hip to be scared and find out just how wrong you are. Yay! It's hip to be wrong. Uh, I will say, before we start the song, I'm going to preface this. This is the first song we're listening to with a featured artist. And I think the next, like, four songs all have featured artists. But uh, this song features Jacoby Shaddix, I think is his name, from... Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, from uh, Papa Roach. Wait. From pa- the Papa Roach? From the Papa Roach, dude. <laughs> not not father, not father, father aunt. bug. <laughs> <laughs> it's a country band. <laughs> it's like what y'all don't want to have a whole night. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're gonna check out "Hip to Be Scared" featuring Jacoby Shaddix real quick, and when we come back, we'll find out if Austin's right or not. Wee! <laughs> Welcome back to the show. We just got done listening to Hip to Be Scared by Ice Nine Kills. Um, I gotta say, so the link I sent you, I noticed, uh, I think they just ripped the audio from the music video, so there was, like, extra noises. So I hope that didn't, like, interfere with your listening. Really? Like, extra noises as in, like, sound effects or just background? Yeah, like, uh, like there's, like, a chainsaw sound yeah, effect at one I, point. I heard that. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so that yeah, that's not in like the uh, original oh, track. I think that's so just the, from the music video. In the video. studio, well, damn, I th- almost feel like they should have left it in there because, like, <laughs> I mean, hey, if you liked it, well, you that's liked what it. made uh, shower scene so great was hearing the sound effects from the movie in it between the violin that's and the, the bell ringing and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, so what did you think of it? Um, well, first of all. I I think that I was pretty great at guessing the fucking movie this time. You were. Austin's back on track. baby. (laughs) (laughs) And with the movie I'm excited to watch, too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But you got what? Like the last two wrong? (laughs) No, I only got one wrong so far. I think you got Pet Cemetery wrong and Resident Evil. Well, I got Pet Cemetery wrong by the title. 
But oh, once oh, the yes. song, yes. yeah, once the song actually played, I was like, oh, I knew exactly. Very, what very true. My my condolences. My apologies. So, are are those considered like foul balls? Like when I don't get yeah. it right by the title? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've only had one strike. Oh, okay, three of them, you're out. I'm oh, getting a what? new co-host. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hi, hi I'm uh, Boston Acker. <laughs> oh no, sorry, I'm Boston Acker. <laughs> but yeah, so so thoughts on the song, my boy. Um, no, um, you know, it sounded, I don't know what it was, but it reminded me a lot of, um, that one band. What was that one band from the nineties? Who was the ones, the who, no, you're close though. (laughs) Um, Hootie and the Blowfish. It reminds me a lot of Hootie and the Blowfish. What? Yeah. I don't know. It just reminds me a lot of Hootie and the Blowfish. (laughs) Okay. No, just get it. No, okay. uh, you're like, where did your like brain just cannot like? I, I didn't get it, but I I respected it. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like, that's it. I really am getting a new co-host. <laughs> you're like, he's gonna say that song. So I was like, Woody and the Blowfish. Oh no. Um, no. Um, uh, I was gonna say I liked. Um, I liked it. It's more in the um ballad realm. Uh, kind of like shower scene a little bit. It doesn't really pick up into a rock song. It feels like a lot of the times, but it was, uh, but it was really nice listening. I feel like this would be with the sound effects I heard. I feel like this would be probably a good show live. I feel like it's more of a, uh, more in that sense. Oh, I'm sure. Um, have you, have you seen them since they've done this album? Um, no. So the last time I saw them live, uh, they had like three songs out from the first Silver Scream album. Gotcha. So they were just singles. Yeah, the whole album wasn't out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So okay. I've only seen a couple of these songs that we're covering live. Yeah. Um. So for the for that's that's how I feel about the song as a whole. Um. But as to kind of walk through it, I did like a lot of the little things the song had. The make you reference of the movie. I mean. Uh, I mean, I mean, it starts off with like um, you can already hear like police sirens, like you're in New York already, and that's where that's where the movie takes place. Um, and I, I love all the phone, the dialogue that's in, basically in the movie that's integrated into the song um, between a lot of the conversations, right. and then even uh, even right before the breakdown is like the whole conversation. That's actually the part I like the most is they've taken the exact dialogue from that scene. Of uh, him describing Huey Lewis, but yeah, he's describing uh, the band itself, and not only that, not able to take that and twist it, but to be a band that's self-aware of their status, like that's really awesome. I thought that was like the most respectful thing done in the uh, in the song. Oh yeah, uh, um, yeah. I got I got to say, when I first heard this song, I wasn't that big of a fan of it. I didn't hate it, but I was like, okay. But uh, it's grown on me. I've I've really come to love this song. That's what I was kind of waiting. Uh, some songs that kind of did that. Like I was kind of all put it at first, and then I was like, okay. The more I listened to it, the more I liked it. Uh, the more I like, the more I listened to. I wasn't really all put it by rainy day. Um, it was a little bit to see how pop it went, but then I was actually pleasantly surprised how like um pop poppy the like the the chorus vocals were, but the rest of the song was like industrial metal and like the more kind of grown on me. Um, 
I'm liking it. Right. But uh but, I'm, um, so I'm ex- <clears throat> I'm excited to see that with this song. Right. Yeah, I hope hopefully it'll grow on you. Um yeah, you know, you mentioned it kind of being a ballad. Uh I don't know if you like this is going to be weird. I don't know if you fuck with time signatures at all, but um um like, uh not a whole lot, a little bit. I do listen to a lot of progressive rock that I I'm aware it does and some progressive metal that okay. that really gets in that really gets into that especially with uh but I I I'm not too knowledgeable on a lot of music theory like that. Right. Cuz uh, a really weird thing that this song does that a lot of metal music doesn't do is it's in a uh, 6/8 time, which okay. means it's kind of like it's the same time time signature as like a waltz. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so weird for a metal band to be doing that. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah, that's one, two, three, one, two, three, one. Yeah, three. <laughs> you would. Yeah, no, that's definitely something. Like, like you said, it's probably easier described with a drum set because I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, being a big Frank Zappa fan, um, I know he done that a lot with his band because he would do a lot of songs that he would just talk through. So he would most likely just have his band play that kind of time signature, right? Um, but yeah, that was. <laughs> That is uh, something that that's very interesting. I, I do notice that because um, I was kind of interested by the song structure to begin with. Um, that's what I've liked about this band is that like it's not very verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo type of a, a song formats all the time. Because um, like I don't even know what you would call the section before the breakdown. Like that's its own thing. And uh, so I, I definitely see what, where the this little, band, little Huey Lewis part. <laughs> yeah, like the way that it changes up like that, I I love it. Like sometimes I have to check the song to see if it's its own like track. <laughs> I'm like, did this start a new track or is this the same song? And um, but no, I do love it when songs do that. They change up. You, it really keeps you on your toes and you know, like uh, makes you think a little bit more when you're listening to something. And uh, that's where I can tell this band is like a little more, uh, I want to say complex, maybe a little more unique than other uh, bands that make them really stick out compared to other stuff I've listened to. Hell yeah. And yeah, uh, this song does that quite a bit where it'll be like, you know, like the waltzy part and then just like pick up into like oh yeah 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 that was very, I was like, oh, is this the route it's going? I was like, is this about to get, you know, I was like. I was like, is this about to go like hard? I'm like, where is this going? <laughs> right. Um one thing one little thing I do like from the song musically uh is the guitar part during the chorus. Um, oh yeah. The lick of where like the rest of the band kind of halts and then it does like its uh little guitar part. And oh, I love that. Continues. Yeah, it's the great. That I did enjoy. Yeah, it reminded me of like uh, you know, like a Queen style song, of yeah, like a, like a Brian May type of thing would do for a guitar fill. Yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. They they like just incorporate a lot of elements into the song that have like an '80s feel to it, basically. Yeah, which is like yeah. when the movie takes place. <laughs> yeah, it's um. So you've never seen American Psycho? Um, I've seen it once, and it was probably seven or eight years ago. Because I remember it was like right after high school, I saw it with a friend who was like, "Let's watch this movie." <laughs> I'm yeah, like, okay. Yeah, but uh, that's it. That's all my experience with American Psycho. Do you remember a lot of it? I remember some of it. I feel like uh, a lot of it I remember because of this song, like the whole yeah. Hey Paul scene. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so like I, I knew of some of the scenes and whatnot. Um, I watched the movie in parts. Like I would catch it on HBO, like at random times, and then I would have so I'd kind of have to fill in all the pieces together. And then I actually didn't just watch it from start to finish until I actually just watched it earlier this year. Oh, that's Uh, awesome. My, uh, I was just flipping through HBO. It is on HBO max, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, um, because I was flipping through it and my wife was going to go somewhere and then I started it and then she all of a sudden got hooked into it. And I was like, you shouldn't be liking this. I was like, this is like <laughs> not anywhere near your play field. I was like, this is like 50 shades of gray gone wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was, uh, it's a really good, uh, the first time, a couple times I watched it, I watched it for the gore and everything, but I didn't, or like, you know, just like, oh, it's a scary movie. But then I didn't realize how like complex the movie is. Like it's, it's a little more than that. It gets kind of weird. If you don't really follow it, you kind of read between the lines kind of. Oh, hell yeah. Well, I'm excited to watch this. Um, before we get, get to that though, uh, yeah. I do have my top three favorite moments here. Oh, yeah. Um, and actually, one of them you mentioned, it was the guitar under the vocals before the first chorus where it does that little lick. Can I guess your other two moments? Yeah. Your uh, your other your other moment you love the most is it's definitely when the song starts <laughs> because you're excited to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> And then when the song ends, so I'm excited yeah. to listen to it again. Because it's on repeat. <laughs> that means it gets to start over. Uh no, actually I, I I forgot. I thought I I thought I felt confident when I said it, and then I'm like, I really don't know what other parts could be favorite. <laughs> well, um, we've kind of mentioned all of them because uh my other favorite parts are uh there's a little choppy bit before the second chorus where it's like da 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 Uh, I love it when it kicks into that. And then, yeah, just the whole Huey Lewis bit into the breakdown. I was going to say that. I was going to say, like, the moment it hits into that, like, funky 80s commercial, like, radio beat, I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to. Well, so (laughs) I listened to this and Hip to Be Square side by side just earlier. Yeah. And it's literally a slowed down Hip to Be Square. I was going to say it did sound similar, but I was like, yeah, there's I, no I way they got it right they're playing it, down. and I think, like, you know, they probably did a little bit of changes so they wouldn't get sued. But it's basically hip to be square. <laughs> yeah. And yet I, yeah. And people still get copyrighted left and right, and they're like, yeah. And I'm right. not mad. It's great. But uh, I'm not sure if you noticed this in the breakdown. So after the, hey, Paul, you know, it goes into a little breakdown thing. And, uh, in that breakdown, there are 80s synth drums being played, along with cowbells. Do you like Ice Nine Kills? Not really. Their early work was a little bit too seen for me, but when the Silver Scream came out, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a refined melodic sensibility that really cut above the rest hey paul ah! 
Oh, nice. And, like, I've heard no other breakdowns in my life that have synth drums and cowbell. <laughs> well, I do know people like to edit, like, uh, dubstep versions of the uh, SNL cowbell sketch. But, yeah, <laughs> as, a, as a breakdown. Well, Matt, well, maybe, you know what would be a great uh, gimmicky band now that I think about it? There huh. should be a... There should be a gimmicky band on SNL sketches. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like only plays songs from SNL? No, like they do songs based on SNL sketches or <laughs> or, or SNL songs. Yeah, I forgot there's like uh, Dude, hell yeah, <laughs> like like every song is is based on a sketch. Yeah, so like um. Like the cowbell, yeah. <laughs> Don't really reaper fucking cowbell <laughs> sketch. You're like, imagine a song. Imagine a hardest fucking core metal song that was like goofy, and it was the uh, based on the Chris Farley uh, motivational speaker sketch. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like let's, it's a song let's do that, it. Yeah, it, it's like a song that's just got a smacking the fakes and just gets you fucking pumped. <laughs> and then it's about something stupid. Dude, let's do it. There's nothing stopping us. Bloody freaking die, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so another thing I wanted to point out real quick, uh, like I mentioned, Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach is in this. Did you notice him at all? <coughs> no. Yeah, okay, he's, he is Was he the, barely is he the girl? In this. Is he the girl that asks? About- <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> yeah, uh, he pretty much should have been because I think his only parts in this is uh, there's the part where Spencer goes, "Do you like Ice Nine Kills?" And then he responds, "Not really." And then uh, oh, okay, he has yeah. a little part where he sings the chorus, like all the music drops out and he just sings the little first half of the chorus. Yeah, and that's it. He basically cameos in the song. Yeah, do you think he was just... What do you think happened? Do you think he's friends with the band? He just was hanging out one day? I don't know. It's like, it's such a short feature. It's weird to me. Do you think maybe their publishing studio, or not their publishing their like record studio or whatever, was like, yeah... You guys can do another album, but you gotta have to have a couple features on. <laughs> you gotta it. throw Papa Roach on one yeah, song. Yeah, we kind of at least at least a line or two. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we kind of have a contract with these list of bands. Pick one, and we'll have them on for like a little bit. Yeah, they I'm just not- had to get credited. They don't have to perform it live, <laughs> right? <laughs> they can even just send a voice recording. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not too sure why he's barely in the song, but whatever, it works. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Like, I'm not, I'm not mad or like I got to get to the bottom of this. But it's like, yeah, was the, what was the story behind that? Also, though, I do got to say this song has made one of the best uh, ways to find out if someone is an Ice Nine Kills fan. Because if you ask someone, "Do you like Ice Nine Kills?" and they respond, "Not really," you're like, "Okay, they like Ice Nine Kills." <laughs> Or, or oh, they don't. <laughs> like, it's kind of like honestly don't know. It's kind of like saying, yeah, right. It's kind of like saying uh, Primus sucks. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's ex- that's exactly what that reminds me. Um, and and the whitest kids, uh, the whitest kids, you know, they have a Twitch on their Twitch stream for all the for all the people that are in the Twitch. They uh, or that are donating for their new movie. 
Uh, they have them called doll lickers, and he's like, if anybody asks about this, you just say, go fuck yourself, and then that's how you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love it, though. It's basically like yeah. a like a mating call for other Ice Nine Kills fans. Yeah. But then also makes it very hard to tell if they're serious or not, too. I, yeah, right? <laughs> that's that's what makes it half the fun. But uh, I will say, that that's another big reason I want to see them live again. It's because I've seen clips where, during this part, they go, do you like Ice Nine Kills? And the whole crowd just chants back, not really. <laughs> like, yeah, hell yeah. That's got to be kind of demeaning, but at the same time, great. Like, for the band. <laughs> hell no! <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what they should have said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just like that. Just like that. Just like little Todd Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> but hell yeah, um, I'm excited to watch this movie, though. Yes, I'm uh I'm excited to rewatch it again. It's a movie that like a lot of people it's like you can like it, but then there's people that this is the kind of movie that there's a cult following of people that are obsessed with this movie. Right. But hell uh, yeah. <laughs> are you ready to get are you ready to get your New Yorker on? Let let's get our New Yorker on. Yeah, you, you could do it hey, two ways. I'm a walking here. <laughs> you, uh, yeah. you could do it two ways. You can do it by watching a lot of friends, or you could do it watching it by American Psycho. You do your pick. That's it? Just yeah, those two? Those no uh, maybe James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna watch American Psycho and we'll be back with our thoughts on it. Uh stay tuned. Yeah, don't turn the radio. Please don't tune it. <laughs> Welcome back to Silver Screams and Horror Scenes. Uh, we just got done watching American Psycho. Ooh yeah! I almost just said "hip to be scared." <laughs> <laughs> we did just get down listening to. We, we did, but uh, yeah. Um, ha- did you say that you've seen this movie before? I can't remember. Yeah, I um, I remember seeing like it was one of those movies I kept seeing the same parts over and over again. Ah. But then, like, um, just like a couple months ago, I did finally sit down and watch it from start to finish, and I was just like, it kind of hit a little bit different after watching it like that. Okay, so uh, going back and rewatching it, uh, did did you enjoy it? Do you like this movie? Oh yeah, this is a movie that has really grown on me. Um, and it, it was kind of like I didn't really know anything about it, and I started hearing the cult following of people that really uh, are obsessed of this movie. Because this is one of those movies that yeah, there's a fan base out there that's obsessed with it. Oh yeah, and then um, because of that, it made me go back and rewatch it and go, yeah, I kind of I understand why this would happen right well uh yeah i think i've seen this movie once before this and that was probably like eight years ago yeah so i actually i sat down and watched it this morning so Mm. it's it's fresh in my brain fresh bing bong (laughs) subway (laughs) eat that movie fresh You got newborn thoughts in your head. I do. I, I'm, my head's just going goo goo gaga. <laughs> yeah, your thoughts are just just vomiting. Um, so uh, the one thing I would like to say about this movie, uh, because this is the part where we do the rundown, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, right? we are Sean William Scott and The Rock and 2003 oh, yeah. or We're whatever. We're gonna do a little bit of lightning. <laughs> We're gonna do a little bit of thunder. Okay, can I just say though, that's such a good movie. It really is. Um, <laughs> the Rock went through like a period of being like a movie 
in like a lot of movies within like a three year like span of like the early two thousands. And they were all okay. Yeah, they were like very not different from each other. Like it was just the rock being the the dude. You know, he was just being the badass guy. Like between that that like walking tall and uh the Scorpion King, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like yeah. Yeah. And um wow, that got really I got lost track about the rock. We're getting right off track here. <laughs> I always get lost in my thoughts about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah, That's a daily just, occurrence for me. A, yeah, I really. They have a name for the syndrome, but I can't think of it right now. Uh, I, I was trying to think of something funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But sorry, no. what were you gonna say? <laughs> um. Oh my god, I got so lost. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay, let me establish this. Uh, oh, the rundown. We were talking about doing the rundown. Yeah. So, yes. before we get into this too deeply, let me say this. Uh, I am hungover. Oh, yeah. So, uh, my co-host on my other show is Pilot Season and Supernormal, Steven. He got married mm-hmm. last night. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Steven. On his behalf. Um, on, on behalf of a good old <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I did my uh, groomsman duty and got absolutely hammered. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. It yeah. really do. It really do be like that. It really do. Anyways. He's got to love uh, doing the adulting things in life, but it's always worth it in the end. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty hungover. I don't like it. You're like you're like no everything about this fuck this <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> All right, but, but yes, uh, onto the rundown. Yeah, we are doing a little bit of thunder and a little bit of lightning. <laughs> and ka-chow. um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing that I would like to say before this rundown is that it's going to be really interesting describing it because. There's really no long scenes in these movies. In yeah. this movie. It's always like we're here, we're at this place, we're at now back at this place, and then it like it's very flashy, very jumpy. So if it sounds sporadic, it is sporadic. It's because the movie is sporadic. Yeah, there's just so many different characters and different like subplots going on that like we see throughout a trace of the movie. Right. So do, do you think you'll be able to give a somewhat coherent rundown here? Um well, I'm going to go note by note because okay. that's kind of how I was writing it. Was just like, okay, now we see this and I'm like, okay, this. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, just like that's really how the movie is. Yeah. Like a big old spark. I I believe in you and I trust you. Believe me, yeah. I'm going to do my co-host duties, <laughs> and I already took my earlier duties, so I'm dutying it up today. Oh, duty, <laughs> duty. <laughs> but uh, all right, so I uh, based on my notes. All right, we're going to listen to Austin from a week ago. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna hope Austin from a week ago had enough good notes. Um, so the movie starts off with dinner starts with douchebags. Okay. <laughs> So uh yes. So this movie starts off with a bunch of rich uh businessmen who are not really told yet what's happening. Um or like oh no what they do. But from what we hear they're talking like complete jackasses. I forget the specific remarks. But um yeah, I, I don't really remember what they're talking about at the beginning either. It's just all like they're they're just having a 
business gossipy conversation. Yeah, and the way it's filmed, it's very lighthearted music. And you're like, oh, yeah. And then you realize what they're saying. And you're like, what? But uh, then we go through the uh, switch over to um, Patrick Bateman. And he goes and he has an inner dialogue. And he pretty much describes to us his facial routine. Yeah, this whole scene about this, about how many, how much he works out, how much cream, how much moisturizer. Uh, it was just different many layers. It's like, okay, this guy's really obsessed. And like, and he's really wealthy. Oh yeah. Really obsessed about his own looks and all yeah. that stuff. And you're just like, Wow. And he starts to question whether it's really him in this lining or there is just like a hidden figure, just a silhouette in society. And uh, and then we see him walk to his office ow, with walking on sunshine. (laughs) I I thought you just got hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I did. It really hurts walking on sunshine, Matt. (laughs) Uh, I got to say, I watched this with my wife and I think that's the only part she laughed at. Is when, like, was how like 180 it was yeah with him like starting to the office to walking on sunshine <laughs> yeah it's like well one thing i want to address too is that uh i don't know if you're familiar but i do see a lot of memes from this movie so like watching it i can imagine i can imagine what it's probably like for you recognizing a lot of the memes and going oh yep that's where it's oh from. yeah like uh there's a part towards the end where he's like, why not, you stupid bastard? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, it's oh. not possible. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's not possible. Why isn't it possible? Yeah, I love that yeah. one. That's a great meme. Uh, there's there's one of him just giving like like a ooh face of uh, <laughs> yeah. squinting with his mouth, like his lips pursed up. And it's like, yeah, I see that one a lot. Oh, yeah. And um, this movie's yeah. full of memes and potential memes yeah it really is uh have, matt have you ever seen twin peaks i've not um that twin peaks is a lot like that i will see a lot of stills from that and uh or always sunny in philadelphia is that way too there's a crap ton of memes yeah no that, that's that for sure <laughs> <laughs> and uh so anyways so we have oh that's one meme that I see a lot is of Norman walking in with his uh Sony Walkman. And uh he pretty much goes to his office and does nothing. Uh he just reads and he I think this shows him writing in his journal. And at this point of the movie I asked I was thinking, I was like, what do they do? Did you notice they never show anyone working? Yeah, they really just go out and eat. I mean, we'll I'll get to that. They pretty much just go out to eat. And then just bitch about things, hang out in their lounge and office meetings in their own uh in their own um office. Yeah. Like it th- just, they never do much of anything besides. Yeah, and it out. just shows you like maybe how high up the chain they are. Like where they're like, Yeah, we have somebody else that does that. <laughs> right. Um which uh I know I'm a huge fan. If you know me, I'm a huge fan of the whitest kids you know. I don't know you. It, Oh, you you don't know me, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so, but they have a sketch that's exactly that. They're just like five guys hanging out in the office, and they're just like, "What do we do here?" <laughs> <laughs> and the whole the whole sketch is just like, "Well, sometimes I go down to the Barnes and Nobles and I read a book." It's like, "Yeah, but what do you do here?" <laughs> and uh, it's just a random sketch, and that's I couldn't help but think about that when I was watching, right? Because uh, um, even so, we'll get to this, I'm sure soon. But even in the business card scene, 
on all of their cards it says like mergers and accusations or accusations and then like vice president for all of them yeah so who fucking knows <laughs> yeah it's like um and this is where i started to think that the movie is kind of just like this dream it's just kind of like this um I don't even know how to describe it where it's like so fantasy. It does have sort of just, like a dreamlike feel to it at times. Yeah, it's just so it's like you're telling like a like a folklore tale of like once there was this businessman who worked it. <laughs> yeah. And you start to feel like it's this fake authenticity and I think that's what Patrick Bateman I think was talking about when he was doing his facial thing was like I'm pretty much like everybody else. He's like do I just fade into a society and uh well, and they and sort like, of really get into that with how many times people are mistaken for other people. Yeah, um, that definitely happens. And then it's gets kind of meta that way, where you're like, um, is this just like from somebody writing a story and a fictional character and the character starts to become self-aware he doesn't exist? <laughs> right. And uh, I don't know if that's the intention that it went down, but it also applies to, like, what the story's actually about. Yeah, it's always, like, weird, because uh, is it's, like, is it just really a guy struggling with society, or is it just, like, uh, it's just this representation of, yeah, they're just businessmen. So, because this, what happens is so weird, they're so high up in society that, um... That pretty much, from my understanding, everybody's just sleeping with everybody's girlfriends or wives. Yeah, or that's whatever. what it seems to be like, and like everybody knows, but nobody yeah. really cares. Because this is what really reminds me of. Um, what is it? Uh, this is probably a weird but great double feature with uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, oh yeah. Because I can't help but stop thinking about that movie, and that movie is more actually based on a true story, and then this. American Psycho, I get more of a sense of like a fictional version, like over. I would hope so. Over exaggerated, right? <laughs> but it's just like these business guys that are just like their mindset is just so much different because they live in such a different world. Yeah, they're basically just a bunch of Wall Street douchebags. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's like everything literally is about money, and then their uh, their lifestyle moving from one thing to the next. And it's just like how often they just go to eat. It's like there's like that's all they that's do. Like, yeah, that is the main thing they do <laughs> is they go out to eat or they talk about going out to eat. Yeah, because they're out in the city, you know, they're um, it's like because, you know, if you live somewhere out that's more rural or around like an actual like neighborhood or something, it's like they'll probably have random different things to do. I don't know. Or if it's just like that's just the high places they go to. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll know uh, someday. We'll we'll get there, Austin. It's just the city lifestyle. Just yeah. like yeah, that's the only thing we can do is just <laughs> eat. I don't know what it is. I want to be rich enough that all you do is eat. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's like what the message is. It's like being so rich that like there's always that image of uh of like uh, a Roman like king or emperor just like laying in bed and getting fed grapes, right? <laughs> that is the dream. <laughs> Oh. Feed me the grapes. Uh, <laughs> and then, so, yeah, we're introduced to his fiance, which is Reese Witherspoon. And uh, his affair with Courtney, which is somebody else's girlfriend or something. Yeah. 
And she's like high on lithium. Oh, that's the other thing. These pretty much just drug each other. <laughs> right. And uh so they're walking late at night, and the next thing we see is uh Oh yeah, he's walking with some girl. Next thing we see is the next day he's just at a foreign dry cleaners and the sheets are a little bit bloody. Oh yeah. And he gets yelled at and he runs into some girl. I don't really remember who that girl's character yeah, was. I don't think she shows up again. Yeah, I don't really didn't know who she was. Um Yeah, he's like dude. he's screaming at the laundromat people and then she walks in and he like completely changes his demeanor basically. <laughs> yeah. And you start to see that, like, okay, so we start to see that, like, a guy that we see is kind of killing people. You're like, this is kind of weird. Like, this is edgy. This is a different kind of serial killer than what we're used to. I will say, the uh, the first kill in the movie is pretty fucked up. Well, the first one that we see, where it's the, uh, the homeless guy and his dog. Yeah, yep, yep. And so that's the thing. It's like, oh, okay, we find out that our, you know, our main guy is our killer that we're following. So it's like when you watch a slasher movie, you really follow you follow the survivor, not the killer. Yeah, usually. Um, so we just it's, it's dark to see the mindset and the mentality of it, because and then the fact that it's like this rich businessman. It's like most of the time we've had you know slasher villains are like these dirty monstrous people, some hillbillies or some huge muscle person, and then it's like, oh yeah, Patrick Bateman is gonna kill you and get away with it. Yeah. And uh, that's a that's a different realm of slasher. It, it really scary. is. <laughs> like I can't and, I can't really think of any other slasher movies like that where like uh you know the the main slasher is just you know like a seemingly normal guy. Definitely yeah. not normal, but seemingly normal. Yeah, it's like obviously above wealthy, but there's just something off about him. Yeah, yeah, it's like it makes you look at like other rich people and like celebrities and just go hey, maybe there's something about right? that like, person does tim allen kill people we don't know <laughs> but i'm sure that'll be the last <laughs> you'll ever hear <laughs> oh no Can you imagine just like in your house late at night and it's all dark and from the other room you hear <laughs> <laughs> just tapping at the window i would shit myself <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. He's asking Wilson to help bury the body in the backyard. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, you see there, Tim. <laughs> Scandinavians from North America used to bury their people. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be pretty messed up. That would be an interesting horror movie. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but what I like about this, it's like, wow, we got a slasher villain with class, like, uh, <laughs> um, the, the way that he does like, well, not the first two kills, but we'll get into his later kills. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just, yeah. Do so, think. uh, he takes her, oh, so he takes Courtney somewhere where she's all doped up on lithium and to, she didn't even notice, or she wants to go to this fancy place and he orders this Dor- cheaper Dorzia. place. Dorzia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then he takes her like somewhere else and she's so doped up she can't even tell. And it's like we don't really show them having sex, I don't think. Not then. They show it later. Oh, that's right, that's right. So yeah, it's like wow, this is like the dudes like could probably get anybody and here he is just following this girl and just drugging her basically. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's like, wow. It's like if you can think of the worst person possible, uh, you would think of somebody that's like, I don't know, very somebody in prison or something. And it's like, nope, it's actually this guy that's high and mighty. Yeah. And uh, so pre-30 seconds to Mars, Jared Leto <laughs> introduces himself as Paul Allen. Uh, oh, yeah, this is where we cut to the um, meeting. Yes. Uh, and she, and this is when he mistakes him for, uh, Patrick, I believe. No, mistakes Patrick for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And so he thinks that, oh no, that's right. That's our protagonist is Patrick. He mistakes Patrick with somebody else, but I don't remember the other guy's name. Like Haverstein or something. Yeah. <clears throat> and he mistakes him for him. So he's like, how's, you know, the hot wife or whatever. And so like. Patrick starts to feel like this other person. Like, I, I think this is where he starts to feel like a chameleon, where he's like, I can slip into anybody's shoes and people recognize me. Yeah. I'm that in the shadows. And uh, so, because basically that's what he does. He kind of uh, does the persona of him and uh, of this guy he's mistaken for. And so he, because he does his exact job, he wears like the same exact clothes that uh, Patrick does, and uh, this really eats away at him because he wants to do like the best and stand out in everything he can, but to do all this shit and be so much like someone else, where he gets a sense of not being personified, makes him feel like empty. And I can tell this is where he starts to fucking like lose it. Um, okay, I gotta say though. So, in the same scene as when the business card scene happens, where they're all comparing mm. business cards. Yep, yep. And he sees Paul Allen's business card, and it's, like, super nice, apparently. I don't know. Yeah. They all look the so same. To his eyes. Yeah. That's how he, like, intense he gets about But it. I think that's what made him snap here. I yeah. don't think it's being compared to this other guy. I think it's purely he's so vain that because Paul Allen has a better business card than him, he's like, I want to kill yeah. this guy. And I think they even mentioned about how we got this amazing, uh, I think the Rothschild or like deal or some, yeah, or something like, some, like some that. Account. So that's when I actually looked it up to see what they do. They're investment banking executives. Okay. So like, I guess they're um, for they're they're executives towards banks that do just investments with like, I guess a lot of famous rich people. Uh, or a lot of uh, rich companies that are, you know, just supplying stuff. You know, they just invest in what and make profit off of uh, other businesses and stuff. Right. So that's uh, crazy to me that, like, how insane this guy is around killing people. He's making sure that the things that you want to buy is in uh, profits to be able to make it to your shelves. And it's like, oh, that's a little dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, the shit that I buy has got blood money almost. I mean, it probably does, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the scary part. And uh, so after, yes, dealing with the card situation, next we find a homeless man, and it's so disturbing because he's, like, talking to this homeless man, like, so uppity, like, yeah, and it's like, oh, no, especially when you know that he's a killer, and uh, and, and the, he's being really sincere to this guy, like, he actually wants to help him. I don't know, man. It's just really dark because he ends up stabbing the homeless man and killing his dog. So here's here's the thing that I caught. He didn't really act like mean to this guy until he touched him. 
Oh, that's true too. So that is do you true. think he was sincere, like up till that point, or the whole time do you think he was like, I'm gonna kill this guy? I think he didn't know what he was gonna do. That's fair, yeah. Because there's a scene that happens later where he gets ready to kill somebody, but he doesn't. That's true. So I think he um I think the part that's the part that makes him psychotic is that he's got this range of emotions of trying to be this nice guy, but then he's just about to just fucking lose it. And so, like, that's when he's, like, being... Because that's what he's doing. He's playing this overly nice guy character. Of, like, you should get a job. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's like, do you need some money? Do you need some food? Yeah. <clears throat> and then he touches him, and he's like... Yeah. And then he just starts berating him and fucking stabs him in the gut. I th- Yeah, because I think that's when he realized, okay, I can't play this nice guy anymore. And that's... I think that was him snapping from that. Right. Um... But yeah, just coming unglued. It's like it, it makes me wonder. Like, man, the job, the amount of stress it asks for, like jobs, like that. But then again, he doesn't really do anything. <laughs> it's really weird. But uh, I gotta say, on this scene, uh, one, I think one of the most effective ways to show someone that, like, it's like don't root for this character is to have them kill a dog, yeah. which they do. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, the second he it's, kicks that dog to death, I feel like half the audience is like, okay, fuck this guy. Yeah, and they make sure to do this early, and then you're like, we're still following this guy. <laughs> right. And that's the thing that that's the thing that really like makes me, uh, reminded me of Wolf of Wall Street, because it's like, the whole movie we're following Leonardo DiCaprio, and he's like, he's not a good guy. Yeah, like, and then he kills a dog, and it's like, The Leo. bad part of the movie, yeah, like, the bad part of the movie is him getting caught. Like, that. no, that's the good thing. <laughs> yeah, like, in this movie, I'm like, I, I can't wait for him to get caught, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And, uh, because that's the thing you want in every horror movie is the slasher to get caught, you know, and, or, you know, killed yeah, or like just or defeated whatever. at least. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's really dark. And then we go to a Christmas party and, uh, gets Alan drunk. Oh, okay. Okay. So we have this like, yeah, we have this Christmas party. Um, I don't think really anything important happens there. No, I think the it? main thing that happens there is he invites Alan out to lunch or to dinner. Yeah, so he, he invites him out to somewhere. Yeah. So he goes to some place and Patrick's late. And so he's late and then Jared Leto is pretty much like, or Paul Allen, is pretty much like, uh, which sounds well, kind of like just a call country him Morbius. Morbius. Oh, yeah, it's Morbid time. And, uh, <laughs> and so uh, Morbius is in there, and uh, he's waiting, basically, for uh, Batman. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's a pretty fucking Art crazy of- thought if you think about it. <laughs> well, he's also the Joker. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, Jared Letter was... The Joker, kind of. Oh, so this is pretty much Batman and Joker sent down to have it a meal. It really is. <laughs> Batman killed fucking Joker. Okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody made a meme about oh, this? Oh, I guarantee it. We're going to have to do our research. If not, I'll have to make something. <laughs> right. <laughs> I haven't done my meme research. I will say, in my research for this movie, I did see a meme where... Uh, well, this is kind of a spoiler alert for what we're about to talk about, but I saw a meme where it's Christian Bale holding the axe, 
And he goes, it's Morbin time. And then <laughs> kills Jared Leto. <laughs> it's really great. Uh, we're basically right there. Yeah. So what happens is that um, Paul uh, Morbius is pretty pissed <laughs> off. And um, he's like, he's like getting antsy. He's like, I could have got us a better place somewhere else. And actually served. And so this is when, like, um, you can see, like, Christian Bale kind of play the cool card. Uh, also, John Connor. He's kind of playing the cool card. And he's just, like, uh, pretty much, like, being, like, a douchebag to the waiter. And uh, and I'm trying to understand what the restaurant even was. It was, like, a Texas place? Yeah, I think it was, like, a Texarkana place or something. It was. It looks so goofy and, like... Uh, it was a weird place for them to go. I don't know why they chose that. Maybe... Yeah, there was... Okay, actually... It just looked really campy. I have a theory here. I think he chose that place because he knew that none of his associates would be there. Mmm... So nobody would I didn't be like, oh, of- I saw Bateman out with Paul Allen. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I, I just thought of that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because what are the odds of them actually being caught there? Yeah, right. Right. Anyways. Huh. But yeah, so, but I loved it because it was like, it's just, this guy has this giant menu, like cartoonish sized menu. And I was like, this is so like campy. <laughs> uh. He just takes him to a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's like, you wouldn't believe the pizza they have. <laughs> There's a um, mouse and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking... The band here? They, they up, <laughs> inexplicable. <laughs> they end up having, like, the best time riding all the rides, and they're playing... <laughs> They're playing a Batman game. <laughs> oh, no, Terminator. They're playing the Terminator gun game because he's fucking John Connor. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, so, anyways. um, Yeah, so he... But and the thing you have to remember is at this time that uh, Jared Little thinks that he is the other guy. Yeah. So he's really cussing him out. And that was the part that I thought was really the intention at first when I was, like, I think probably the first time I was watching this was that uh, I was like, is he just making him think that, like, oh, man, this guy sucks. Like, yeah, you know that guy from so-and-so? But uh, I guess that makes sense. His other co-worker. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that makes sense, too, if you ever, like, if you ever, like, managed to escape or say something that word got out, he'd end up actually giving the wrong name right. to the wrong person. So that's, like, interesting. I don't know if that was the idea. Um, but eventually, somehow, uh, he gets him so plastered during dinner that he does go morbid time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so they end up back at uh, Patrick's apartment. No, is that Patrick's yeah, it's, apartment? Yeah, it's is back it? at Patrick's. Okay. Underneath Patrick's rock. And um, Patrick basically has all the paper laid out, uh, all duct tape and masked up in his apartment. And uh, he basically comes out with a CD because this, uh, I forgot to mention that this movie does take place in the late 80s. Right, yeah. Like 87. Um, but like, C- yeah, like eight- CDs did exist, but it was like, it was like really expensive. Right. Or like rare. Wasn't that common, but it did exist. I think CDs have existed since like the mid to early eighties or something like that. So have I. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so, so he starts talking about Huey Lewis. He's very uppity about it. It's awesome, and um, and so he basically he's trying to get the account. Oh yeah, that's 
really what it started out as, wasn't it? The dinner was to uh, get the account from him. I don't talk think him so. Into it. I think the whole point of this was to kill Paul. It was intentionally kill him. I think yeah. that was his whole end goal here. Yeah, and he, he never really ends up getting it, so I don't get the purpose of killing him. I, like Maybe I said earlier, envy. I think just it envy. was all because of the business card. I think he was jealous of him, and was just like, I want him dead. The whole movie starts there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, so he ends up talking about Huey Lewis and what it's like. Uh... Uh, what the song's about and everything. He's just going into just details about it. He, he really and, loves uh, his music. He does. Uh, that's the interesting thing. It's like, is it trying to say that there's music is just doing this? Or, no, I don't or think is it so. Just I, him? I think, yeah. I think personally, the whole point of that is to show that, like, he's not this, like, robotic, you know, like, psycho, psycho person. Yeah, totally. he's not two dimensional. Yeah, he's like, like has heart and soul. Yeah, like he, you yeah. know, he enjoys music. He just also happens to enjoy murdering people. Yeah, and that's the thing that gets me about the music is that it happens to all people. You know, everybody can enjoy it from all. That's the thing that makes him most humane is that everybody loves music. Dude, I will um, say though, I know a guy who I met him and I was like, what kind of music you like? And he's like, I don't like music. And I was like, you're fucking insane. <laughs> you're like, like, nothing? Just, <laughs> like, right. You're like, that's a socio. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, even uh, this guy, even Patrick Bateman loves music. Yeah. Right, right. And then it's like, oh, well, I like that band. That's one thing we actually have in common. Like, I don't, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. Because the whole movie really is showing him how, how much of a different lifestyle he is. Like, it's just a whole different world. Yeah. And, um... It kind of just gives you an insight, like, oh, yeah, this could happen. There's people that could slip through the cracks like that. Oh, yeah. And, um, so, yeah, so after that happens, uh, he kills him, has a nice smoke after it, <laughs> and uh, he tries to set up a thing. He take. wait, this doesn't happen yet, does it? I, I got to say real quick, though, just... For anyone who hasn't seen it but knows the song, this is where that whole "Do you like Ice Nine Kills?" part is like based on. Oh yeah, yeah, and yep. like there are some lines from the song and from the movie that are just word for word. Mm-hmm. I kind of love that. Yeah, and that's what I meant about when we listened to it. I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "A majority of the song was really just the movie, right?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then after this, I believe this is when he's trying to make it seem like he moved away. Yeah. Or he went to France he, on a trip. He breaks into Paul's apartment and like packs a bag and shit. Yeah, I, I, he does the voice recording that clearly sounds like him. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's not suspicious. Like, did not change his voice at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep, you're going to be the process, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he makes it look like he packed away, packed some clothes. And then uh, he picks uh, up. Are they in the same building? I don't think so. Okay, I didn't think so either. Um, he works out watching uh, so watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, as one does. Yep, just working out. And the thing that cranks me up about the eighties was that, like, no matter how rich you were, you still had a small TV, (laughs) right? Uh, Um, because it was like. I mean, it looked really nice, but then it was just this little box. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, so he's just doing that. And he's talk. 
is he talking to a girl yet? I don't remember. But he picks up a prostitute. Yes. And says that he's Paul. And it's weird because he kind of feels like he blends in with the crowd so much that he can actually now be Paul as well. <laughs> right. It's kind of weird. Um, uh, See, I, I feel like that was a whole other thing about him just being jealous of Paul. Is you know, he... He tells the prostitute that he's Paul and takes her to Paul's apartment. And tries to impress her with all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, you know, he's been staying at Paul's apartment now, I believe. I think so. And uh, so he basically sets up this threesome and it kind of it's kind of weird because it just shows how like emotionalist he can be or hollow he can be. Because this is where it kind of becomes like Fifty Shades of Grey, but gone wrong. Right. <laughs> and um, so because he gets very precise on what happens and how like perfect he wants to be. He's like shows no emotion about it. Uh, like there's a part where her, her they're fall, they're like asleep and uh, her arm is like over him. And he's just like, watch the fucking watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like doesn't even like have any like care about her. Right. It's like kind of weird. But, uh, but yeah, definitely some hilarious, this movie has like a tendency of like a little humor with it. Oh yeah. No, there's definitely funny moments. Yeah. It's like dark humor too. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and then after that, hold on. The funniest scene happens where the redhead guy's card gets patched. Oh wait, Patrick over the edge to make wait yeah so he comes out with his card too I don't remember the redheaded guys oh uh, Lewis something like that but then he comes out with his card and Patrick like he's like how many fucking times (laughs) at this point and he follows him to the bathroom and this was the part that I was talking about to where like he kind of like loses himself in the moment like oh Am I getting too close to this? So it gets weird because the guy's just pissing in the urinal. And Patrick comes up to grab him on the shoulders. And he takes it the wrong way because he stops right there. And uh, it's just like the funniest scene in the whole movie. (laughs) Right. So I got to say, okay, so he's peeing. And Patrick, like, grabs him, you know, to, like, kill him. Yeah. And then he turns around. Like, he did he stop peeing? That's what I don't like, know. What Did if he, he just kept up? peeing? Like, turned around yeah. and just started peeing on Patrick. That is... <laughs> that's what's done. Anyways. Yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> is it, there's been a TikTok trend recently. I, I've been seeing of that. Of just people just turning around. And, uh, what song is it? Uh, Mississippi Queen by Mountain Plays. It's like... I don't know if you've seen that <laughs> I trend. I have not. Oh, I have to send you one. Okay. Yeah, it's great. It's like because that song plays and now somebody's turning around. Dude, it's so much. It's one of those like trends. I don't know. I really don't know what to expect. Like people alter it so many different ways. But yeah, (laughs) it's great. But uh, so yeah, it basically you find out that guy's gay and then he's like, thanks Patrick coming on to him. Yeah. And, um, and so then I think at this point Patrick's kind of embarrassed. Like he I think he's bar- embarrassed the fact that he was trying to quit, but then now he's like, Oh fuck, now this guy's attached to me. Right. <laughs> so he's like chasing him out of there and he's like, Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> uh and then he goes to a club and has a 
he goes to a club somewhere to dance with some girl. Yeah, and then, he's like doing the, coke in the bathroom and stuff. Oh, yep, yep. Because I was thinking about that too. I was like, all right. I was like, okay, this is a lot like Wolf of Wall Street. But I was like, are these guys? Um, I was like, are these guys uh, like doing drugs or anything? Oh like yeah, that? it's uh, the, at the 80s same level. And they're Wall Street guys. They're oh, doing coke. Yeah, yeah. They're like investment. Ba- yeah, when you're executives. But uh, I was just like, I was like, I know, but I was like, are they going to show that? Right. I was like, is it wasn't it trying to say? And it it does, but like that's really the only scene. Yeah. That kind of really does. I think there might be another scene where Patrick's like, I'm on this and this. But, like, it doesn't happen a whole lot. No, not really. They really don't emphasize on that. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and so, oh, then, then he books a date with the receptionist. Yeah. Um, he tells her, like, to wear a nice dress and everything like that at the beginning of the movie. Um, and it's kind of weird. And on suddenly you're like, oh, no. You're like, he's just got this hunger for killing, and it's not stopping. Uh, and then he invites, so before that happens, we jump to the invitation to the prostitute again. And um, and then there's, like, a mention about her, like, I had to go to the hospital last time. Yeah, because uh, the first time that he has them over, when they leave, like, they're all, like, bloodied up and stuff. But he yeah. lets them leave. Yeah. Oh, and then I forgot to mention about the girl with the... Uh, did I mention that he had a clip of the girl's hair? Uh, that That's after. No, no, no. No, no. This was at the girl with the club before he makes the oh, date with yeah, the receptionist. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because he, like, he's yeah. just hanging out on the couch, and he's just got this, just like a little clip of her hair. Yeah. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> like, you're like, psycho, and then you're like, oh, the movie title. <laughs> Oh, and then I didn't mention, uh, I, apparently I didn't have the thing about the uh, detective. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, you forgot all about Defoe. William Defoe uh, comes in and he asks Norman uh, just, just per, what did he say, preliminary questions? Yeah, because he like was that? hired by uh, Paul Allen's wife or girlfriend to find him. Yeah. And um, so he basically just... Uh, just ask him some questions, but, like, Norman's just so, like, jittery, and this is where it becomes, like, what we talked about, Psycho, like, he makes it so obvious yeah. and suspicious. He is because, so suspicious. <laughs> because he's, like, making sure about something to drink, and it's like, dude, if you just let the dude be, like, he'd be gone. Like, we'd be better serial killers than these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> whoa, 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 you're speaking for me strongly here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he makes it pretty like obvious by the end of the conversation. Um, pretty much like William Defoe's like facial expressions start to change a little bit, and he starts to get like he starts to talk differently than what he did at the beginning of like the oh, whole conversation. We'll get into that. Don't you yeah. worry. I've got some stuff about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then so so to jump back forward, this was earlier in the movie, and jump back forward, uh, he, yeah. So he invites the prostitutes over again, and then uh, with the girl that he personally knows, yeah. And then he tries to tell her that she's her cousin, his cousin, yeah, something and, like that. And he drugs the champagne, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, wow, this guy's crazy, and uh, with the 
and they get into bed together. They get into bed together. They get into bed together. <laughs> yes. And while he uh, talks, in the meantime, he's just talking about Wendy Houston. Uh, <laughs> and then in the process, he's in bed with the one girl while the one prostitute tries to leave. And uh, which I really don't know how he's friends with this one woman. Yeah, I don't know. They sort of mentioned something, but I don't remember. Yeah, it was kind of some girl that he knows. Yeah, and then so he ends up like biting her. I think because they're kind of like they're fooling around under the sheets, and then like the blood starts pouring through the sheets, and he comes up with blood all over his face. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he ate something a little too much. Yeah, like gives a whole new meaning to eating out. (laughs) Yeah, and then so like. You see blood, and then the woman is just like, the prostitute, like, is just like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. She starts running. but And then so <laughs> Patrick chases after her, butt-ass naked. With a chainsaw. Yeah, with a chainsaw. Well, I, But that's what I'm getting at, is like, okay, he got really fast to the chainsaw. That's true. And, and He must have uh, started that thing, like, first try, you know? <laughs> he's like, do you even have to prime it up or nothing? <laughs> um, and it's like, why did the other girl just like wh- why she's still in bed? <laughs> she didn't run. That's yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Um, but so basically, he chases after her with the chainsaw and just down this apartment. And this is like, man, really, nothing's going on. Like nobody's saying anything. Yeah, she's pounding and slapping. Yeah, on she's doors. running down the hallway, pounding on doors and screaming. He's running down yeah. with the chainsaw, and no one comes out or anything. Yeah, and then the craziest thing happens is that she runs down the stairs and he, like, manages miraculously to drop it. Yeah, like, when I saw that happening, I was like, that's not going to happen. Like, she's going to get away. But yeah. no, for some fucking ungodly reason, like, he manages to just drop a chainsaw, like, like five stories and it hits her. Yeah, and then it's not going to toddle over because, you know, the motor is on the top. I imagine <laughs> right. that's going to turn around. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that word. Uh, th- we should Ghostbusters or not Mythbusters. <laughs> we should thing. Ghostbusters this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because he drops the chainsaw and he kills her. And yeah, this is where you start to think this. Okay, this movie's gonna kind of also okay. While she's running through the apartment, there's just dead bodies everywhere for some. Oh reason. yeah, yeah. I didn't even. I forgot to even mention that. I had that in mind too. Um, was the fact that it was like, holy shit, she walks through Paul's apartment and she finds like three bodies in the closet. Yeah. And then like and another like, in the bathroom, like, yeah. And it's just like blood everywhere. And it's like, what the fuck is this dude doing? Like, did you, how, how did you not notice earlier if that was there? Yeah. They're like, don't go in that room. <laughs> right. Don't turn the light on. You can go in the bathroom. Just don't turn the light on. <laughs> Don't mind He's my like human-sized rug. <laughs> it feels like skin, but it's uh, it's made out of succulent plants. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, uh, yeah, it's like really like demented, and uh, it's like something from like a, and it happens like so immensely because it's like you kind of see Patrick do some of the killing, but you really don't. Right. And then you're like, how far along are you? Like, you, you're kind of cleaning up your mess. And then this was like, you saw him through, like, the middle of a slaughterhouse. And it was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, apparently he's just killing people <laughs> off screen or something. 
Right, right. He's got a couple skeletons in the closet. And in the bathtub. And in the dryer. (laughs) And... So, uh, I think what happens after that... I think after that (laughs) is the whole thing with his secretary. Um, Oh, yeah, so the secretary comes over, right? Or the receptionist? Yeah. Yeah. Well, same thing, right? Well... Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, He breaks up with Reese... Oh, no, that does happen, because after that, he breaks up with Reese Witherspoon. Um, She, um... What does he do? Hold on. He he invites her over. Let me think. He invites her over, and then he starts talking, and he reaches for a nail gun, and he um, gets a voicemail. Is it from yeah, her? Yeah, from Evelyn Reese Witherspoon. Gotcha, because I didn't know if it was from somebody. Oh, at this point, I believe they might have already shown him... Uh, quitting his affair with the one girl because of the marriage. I think so. Yeah. So he's quitting that. So he's quitting that girl, and then there's, there's this girl. See, this is the part where I was saying that the movie's very jumpy. Oh, yeah. Like, I had already, I was writing down notes, but I was already missing, like, this scene and this scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah. So he's getting, like, ready to kill the receptionist right there. Or his, uh, his intern. <laughs> And so um, she, he's getting ready to kill her. He's got the voicemail. She's talking about something about getting together. And then this is where she feels awkward because I guess the girl thought she had a chance with Jay, uh, Patrick. And then it was like, ooh, no, that is not the situation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she tells her, so she's like, I'm going to head out. I'm going to go. I'm going to head out. This is a little weird. Right. <laughs> And so she uh, she leaves, and at this point, I think Patrick starts to realize what. And he's like, "I'm in too deep," you know. Yeah. He's like, "I gotta stop." He's like, "I gotta do something about this." It's like I got this like uncontrollable hunger for this. So he breaks up with uh, Renice Witherspoon, and it just shows you how hollow everybody is that's around him because she's just like, "You're serious?" She's like, <laughs> "No, know? that doesn't work." Like that doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, she's me. like. Yeah, like, it just didn't, like, correspond, you know, it just didn't process. And so this is where you start to see Patrick, like, you're like, okay, he's trying to be a good guy. You're like, you think he's in this normal world, but it's like, I think you start to see that, like, everybody around him is just as crazy as he is. Yeah, but then he starts fucking losing it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, uh, because he goes to an ATM machine and uh, (laughs) says to feed him a cat. He's like, okay, yeah, that's fucking normal. Starts trying to put a cat in the ATM. Yeah. I just need to put in instructions on the ATM machine how to do it. You know, no, you know what cracks me up about ATM machines? Uh, have you ever seen ATM machines that have headphones, like a headphone jack? Yes. What is what the what is up with that? Uh, for blind people. Yeah, but blind people have money too, Austin. Yeah, but I'm like, you know what I want to do is just like have a set of headphones and just just fucking do like, it. Do it sometimes. Just like <laughs> just rock out to the ATM. <laughs> like, have you heard this thing? <laughs> what kind of music you listen to? Oh, I just plug it into the ATM. I'm listening to Savings Account. <laughs> it's a new band. <laughs> uh, 
But uh <laughs> But yeah, so he, he starts trying to feed the cat to it. And then uh, little yeah, old lady's the old like, lady, What are you doing? <laughs> well no, my favorite thing is the fact that there's just the cat laying around. Yeah, like a cat and, like, just I, walks by. And like out of all things, it just says that. Like, is this his mind that's Oh doing yeah, this, this is him going crazy, or, I'm sure. That's yeah, how I interpreted I think, it. I think the whole movie is just the 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 eyes of like his mind. I think the whole movie is. There's no part where the movie isn't, and you know, I don't think there's a part where the movie isn't him. And then like, all right, from here, this is all in his mind. I think the entire movie is like it could be if he if he made his own movie, that's what it would be, or something something in that mind like realm. But um, yeah, and then he kills the lady. I think he shoots the cat, yeah. too. No, he, he does not. The cat survives. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's just a little old kitten. <laughs> just a little old cat. That's going to get buried in the pet cemetery. <laughs> yeah, so he shoots the old lady and then just goes on a fucking spree. Yeah, and it's so ridiculous at this point because, like, he shoots a car, a bunch of cop cars, and they just explode that's from his part handgun. Of what, like, besides, you know, the ATM telling him to feed it a cat. Uh, when he exploded a cop car with a bullet and then looked at his gun, like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, oh, he's insane. This is all in his head. Yeah, this is definitely, like, an alteration, like, of reality. Yeah. Um, because at this point, he's, like, going into his apartment and he's shooting a guy. I think he's already had a conversation with the, uh, I, th- I think he might have had lunch with. Oh, yeah, I had lunch William with Defoe. William Defoe before this. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, because he talks about him and then he goes, it kind of is an awkward conversation because he says, I talked to your other friends and he's like, what do they say? And he's like, what do you, what did you say that where you were at? And, uh, and he, he says like, well, they were, they said that you were with them. So-and-so place. And he goes, oh yeah, I was right. And it's like, oh wow. He really did get away with it. But it's like that built up a suspense of like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it's kind of scary because it's like they, without question, was like, we got you. <laughs> like, you were with us. And it was like, no, he wasn't. Well, I, I <laughs> figured that it came out to be like somebody else was with them, like maybe the other guy or something. Oh, yeah. They just mistaken him for somebody yeah, else. Yeah, because he's so uh, unrecognizable in like the group of all of them. Like That even his the own same. friends? Yeah. That, yeah. Hmm. I can see that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I might have, I might have thought of that too when that first said that. Because just like, yeah, you know, so and so was there, and they were there. You, you remember? <laughs> yeah, like it was probably just somebody else, and they were like, oh yeah, Bateman was with us. Yeah, because they're just that hollow of people. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, so yeah, he blows that up, and then he ends up like shooting the. The guy, I love this. This, this is just like you can, you can have like a movie for just it, just uh, really messing with your expectations on what's going to happen. Because he, he shoots like a janitor, and then he shoots like another like security guard or whatever, and and his apartment building, and then he goes into another like guy at a counter, and you're like, oh my god, he's gonna kill him, and he pulls out a pen, yeah, and just signs in. <laughs> It's like okay, he's just not gonna kill that guy. <laughs> yeah, and, and then um, gets up to his room or his office or wherever it was, and then he starts. Uh, he calls his lawyer and starts confessing about the people he killed. And it gets this is like where Christian Bale really just fucking kills it with this. Oh just, yeah, this character because he just dwindles, and you're like, yeah, he killed people. And you're like, okay, he killed way more people than I thought he did. 
And then it's like, oh yeah, he bit that one girl's like leg. So he starts to like, we're like, man, is this guy like just psycho? He's just eating people. Yeah, because he tells the lawyer that he like he even cooked and ate some brains or something. Yeah, he said he tried it a little bit. It's like, whoa, holy shit! Like just when you think this movie is gonna get any crazier, and uh, but it's like you know, it's like zombies eat brains. But then it's like when you when you build this character up to be like your protagonist, it's like. You're you're walking through the steps and it's like wow this guy's really going down oh yeah and uh, and then it awkwardly leaves and then we go to Paul's apartment and there's no bodies there's no blood it's all repainted and clean like nothing happened and the, basically Patrick's like what happened here and the lady's like I think you need to leave and so he leaves. And so he goes back to the lounge. Uh, I really don't know where this lounge is. I, I don't know if it's like... I don't know. So, some, one of the many restaurants they all go to, I assume. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was a restaurant or like the lounge of like the building that they work at. But uh, so like they hang out there and he's just meeting up with everybody. And uh, he sees his lawyer that he's just like, what are we going to do? And he's like, oh, that was a funny message you left me. <laughs> yeah, he's just he, like, like, he didn't believe any of it. Well, yeah. okay, here's the thing. It's because, yeah, this- once again, the lawyer, his own lawyer, mistaked him for someone else. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that was you? And he was like, uh, yeah, that was funny. And uh, Patrick's like, why is it funny? He's like, this, that's where that scene comes from. Like, uh, He's like, it's not possible. He's yeah, like, why not, right, you right. stupid bastard? <laughs> but uh, it's because cause he says Bateman is such a dork that he would never kill anyone. Like. Yeah, he's so uninterested. Now he thinks he's because he thinks he's Paul Allen, doesn't he? No, I think he thinks he's someone else. I don't remember. He says like Davis or something because he does mention because Paul went to vacation like two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, because he's yeah. like that's that's what it is. He's like I killed Paul Allen, and he says no, that's not possible. Then why not? Yeah, uh, because I had lunch with him two weeks ago or something. Yeah, like in Europe. Yeah, in London. So that's where the movie really splits to where you think, okay, is Patrick crazy? And and everything's in his head to where he's not killing these people. And it's all written down in his journal because at the same time, his um, his receptionist is like looking at his journal of all the shit that he's yeah. done. Or it's at least the events of the movie. So you think, was it in his head and he just wrote it all down? Right. And, um, so, which I, um, I will say, like, that's the end of the movie there is he gets away with everything. Like, he does yeah, not get caught, much. doesn't get in any trouble, and just, that's the end. So, right. we can kind of get into that right now. Do you think it was all in his head? Like, um, I believe, uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Because you think about that, or you think about the movie as... He's so rich that he got away with it. Right. Because that his lawyer, it's like when he said that, it's like, okay, does that mean he was crazy? Or does that mean his lawyer was like, that's the story, fucking stick to it um, kind of a thing. Um, and it's interesting because it's like, did they repaint it? Because the lady was like, I think you need to leave. And it was like, was it repainted? Right, and like it was, was the, taken was care the of? landlord or whatever so, like... Worried about selling the apartment that she just covered it all up, you know? Yeah. And then maybe does all the apartments are empty that the one lady got killed in? Right. I don't know. It's, uh, 
I'm not saying that that's likely, but it does leave it ambiguous to make you think about both of them as if they are possible. Uh, but I know I do like to believe that it's really just um, the exaggeration mindset of what Paul of what um, Patrick has in his mind. Yeah. And I think seeing that journal thing is kind of like the answer to that because it shows you it by the end of it. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Like they leave it ambiguous for a reason. But personally, I think it was all in his head. Yeah, I don't think he killed anyone. And because uh, that's it's like it's like no way. But then I think the part of the reason to make you think that it is possible that he is is to kind of give you that mindset of that it is possible to happen in real life. Yeah, right. I, I think that's mainly the reason why. And that and that's the scariest part of it. <laughs> so speaking of that, would you classify this as a horror movie? Because I don't know if I really would. Um, Like, it's got elements, <sighs> like, but the only, like, somewhat yeah. scary scene I can think of is him chasing her with the chainsaw. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, I would put it in the thriller realm. Right. To where it's, it's, (laughs) and, uh, that I, I would say, I don't know. It's mental. It's a mentally scary thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's kind of like when you watch a movie that's like, uh, not really scary, but the idea of it, it's like, holy shit. Like, I don't know if you consider the Terminator movies scary, um, to talk about Terminator again, <laughs> but, like, um, the idea of it is, like, if, you know, that kind of stuff about Judgment Day and if, like, you Arnold know, robots were so advanced. Yeah, but you really <laughs> want to say it's a horror movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'd totally agree with that. Yeah. So, it's, it's something in that aspect of it. Right, like it's definitely um, got the horror elements, you know, with him killing all yeah, these people. Yeah, but, with the with the, yeah. with the dark and the darkness of it, and it being a slash. I would consider him a slasher villain, though. Yeah, I, I do admit I, that. I, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and but it, you also have your elements of comedy and humor thrown into it, and um, but yeah, and this story is based on a book, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, called American Psycho. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, the uh so the climax of the movie really isn't people finding out about him. It's more like a him admitting his guilt and the role that he's in. Yeah, like him just getting to a breaking point and being like, I'm doing this shit and nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I'm so fucked up the uh cuz it is kind of like anticlimactic. It's like, "Oh wow, he's still the same person at the end of the movie as he is in the beginning." And um yeah, there's no punishment, there's no moral of the story really yeah he just gets it, away with everything yeah and that's the scariest part it's like uh he's like pretty much like uh oh my god i'm killing people and it's like okay cool what do you want for dinner <laughs> brains <laughs> oh okay <laughs> but yeah yeah so um i guess we can move on to my little trivia section here yeah i definitely got some trivia here um i want to start with something that you brought up a little bit ago with Willem Dafoe in uh, his interrogation scenes. Yes. So for every one of Willem Dafoe's scenes, they were all shot three times. Uh, one time where he is suspicious of Bateman, one oh, time yeah. where he has no clue, and then one where he's undecided. So they shot every of every single one of his scenes that way, like three separate times. Yeah. And then, and then splice. They yeah, they'd like splice different emotions in to sort of keep the viewer like. Right. What does this guy think, you know? 
And yeah, they I think they did a killer job with that. Yeah, that was an interesting way to edit that too. Yeah. Um Oh shit. <laughs> so um another thing that you might have picked up, uh the name Bateman is derived from the main character of the movie Psycho, Norman Bates. Yeah. I could see that, yeah. Uh do do do. Let me see what else I got here. So What do you got there? <laughs> Like you said earlier, it is based on a novel written by uh, Brett Easton Ellis, and uh, Christian Bale wanted to get his approval for him to you know play the role. So Bale yeah. went to a meeting with uh, Easton Ellis. You know they got, like got dinner or something, and Christian Bale decided to go as Patrick Bateman. So he pretty much did his persona of him. Yeah, he was he basically was... like auditioning for the author, like unofficially you know like went out to dinner with him as patrick bateman but going full meta like taking him out to dinner like <laughs> yeah how right. patrick how patrick bateman would do it <laughs> and uh easton ellis says that after 10 minutes he begged bale to stop because his hands were shaking and he couldn't take it anymore and he said that it was the single creepiest moment of his life and that's how he knew he was like perfect for the role and he was just like cool do you want some quaaludes in your drink <laughs> right <laughs> But um, another thing, so Christian Bale actually portrayed uh, his character as a, sorry, how am I going to word this? So he, he based his portrayal of Patrick Bateman on Tom Cruise after seeing yeah. him uh, do an episode of Late Show with David Letterman. Yep, it was when, it wasn't he, no, sorry, that's when he was talking to Oprah about Katie Holmes. Yeah, yeah, that, that was yeah, later. Yeah, he said it just seemed like he was just so, like, empty on the inside. Or, yeah, like, like, I've got his quote here. It said, like, uh, he had this very intense friendliness with nothing behind the eyes. Yeah. And so that's, It's, like, unsettling. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, like, you see those uh, the, that those fake smiles, <laughs> you know. Right. Those, those plastic smiles. It's, it's, it's basically what it, what it feels like. That's how Patrick talks throughout the whole movie. Like yeah. he could be saying the worst dialogue. Like I'm going to, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then it said it's such an uppity, like salesman uh, <laughs> <Right>. way. <laughs> so, um, obviously one of the biggest moments of the movie is the whole hip to be a square moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, so initially that song was on the soundtrack, you know, which would make sense. But it was removed after release because of a lack of publishing rights. So uh, they had to recall the album. So there's about 100,000 albums out there with that song on it, and they're, like, super rare, apparently. Wait, of the American Psycho soundtrack? Yeah, with Hip to Be a Square on it. And then they were Sorry. basically right, recalled them. Oh, so the ones with the song on it are yeah. rare. yeah. Because only, like, so many got released before that Huey Lewis was yeah. basically like, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> I've seen that done with some albums before, too. I think some, like, some like like old records, um, I think I've had that before. Right. So, um, I've got some people here who almost played the role instead of uh, Christian Bale. Okay. So, originally, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> originally, uh, they wanted Billy Crudup. I don't know if you know who he is. I, I had to look him up, and I was like, oh, I know that guy. Sounds familiar. Yeah. But, it's um, a unique last name. Uh, any other movies he's played in? Uh, not off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah. But um, they also wanted Edward Norton. They wanted uh, Jared Leto, actually, auditioned for the role. <laughs> and then I think it said Keanu Reeves was offered the role. 
I can see Keanu Reeves. Doing and then it. for a while, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was actually he actually oh, had it booked. Look at that. Yeah, but uh, he was supposed to play him for a while. Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of weird. I'm I'm just gonna do this off the top of my head. So I don't know if this is exact. But basically, uh, Mary Heron, who directed this, she wanted Christian Bale for the role. They mm. were both attached to the movie. And then Lionsgate, the film company, picked up the movie. And they were like, you know, we want a bigger star. So they fired Christian Bale, hired Leo, hired Leonardo, I can't talk, hired Leo. <laughs> da Vinci. Da Vinci. And then uh, Mary Heron left, and so they hired Oliver Stone. And then, so, yeah, so it was going to be Oliver Stone directing, Leo starring. And then (laughs) after a few months, Leo left the project, and then Oliver Stone left the project, and Mary Heron and Christian Bale came back. They were like, finally, we got it back to how we wanted it. Yeah, because, so Christian Bale wanted to play the role so badly, and he uh, had a feeling that Leo was going to drop out the whole time. So He He sabotaged him. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But he turned down every single offer that he got in the nine months between his firing and rehiring. He was like, hey, kid, do that Romeo and Juliet movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so any like offers he got, he was like, no, you know, I want to do this movie, so I'm just hoping it pans out. And it did. Right. And like I said, the weird part is the fact that he ended up playing uh, Jordan uh, Belford as yeah, right? Wolf of Wall Street. It's like almost the same character. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, I can totally see... I don't know if I could see the younger Leo do it, though. Like, 2002 Leo? Yeah, no, like, this was even earlier. I think this was 97. Oh, ni- 98. 98, or, something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what movie he was even in in 98. I can think of, like, Gangs of New York and, like I said, uh, Romeo and Juliet, but I can't really think of... Well, this was after Titanic, too, so he was one of the biggest stars in the world. And when did Titanic come out? Before this? I don't know. <laughs> I, but, I, just, yeah. I know it was before this movie. <laughs> But I'm trying to imagine like that precise age yeah, of him. Right. I still can't like I can see older him, but yeah. Well, to be fair, uh, Patrick Bateman's supposed to be 27 years old. Yeah, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 26. Yeah, I can. I like, cannot see myself being like that in I can't, a year. I, I can't. No, I like, can't. Dude, he, he looks like an adult. I do not. <laughs> that's that's a man, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not that buff. But uh, I don't got the oil. Some other stuff. So, uh, as we pointed out earlier, both Christian Bale and Jared Leto have been in superhero movies, as well as Willem Dafoe. Yep. So, yeah, like, all three of who I'd say are the main characters, basically, have all been in quite a bit of superhero shit. That'd be an interesting movie of, like, both the Joker, Batman, and then just the Green Goblin. Right. (laughs) And actually, yeah, they've all played villains, because Christian Bale was the bad guy in the newest Thor movie. Oh, was he? Yeah. He can play a good back. He was. He doesn't play many. Best part he of the tries movie. to. He doesn't play too many good. Well, he always tries to play the good guy, but it's like he plays a better bad guy. Yeah, it's weird watching this movie and watching him like kill people and do all this horrendous shit and being like, "That's Batman." <laughs> it's like, yeah, but that's what he's. That's what Batman pretty much does. I like, mean, especially his Batman. <laughs> especially Robert Pattinson's Batman. <laughs> right. So, uh, speaking yeah. of that, actually, so in the novel. Elizabeth, who is uh, Patrick Bateman's friend that he kills, Mm -hmm. uh, in the novel, she gives him the nickname Batman, you know, by removing the letter E from his name. Yeah. And then years later, he goes on to play Batman. Oh, and you know what? He's rich, just like Batman. That's true. 
Holy he shit. could he could be Batman. Patrick Batman. <laughs> uh, um, you know, let's see what I was like. So, uh, his whole little dance in the scene where he kills Paul was apparently improvised. Oh, so he was just kind of just was he? Yeah, just he was just supposed to like, to, like walk around and like yeah, you know, talk about the music. But instead, he decided to dance around. Yeah, that's that's just showing the uppity attitude about him, and that's what's so memorable about right his character. And then uh, my last little bit of trivia here is, according to the director, Mary Heron, uh, during the business card scene, Christian Bale would break into sweat on cue for every take. He's just had his shit really bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, like, he, he is so, like, in tune with himself that he can apparently make himself sweat on cue. He really is Patrick Bale. Yeah, like, that's insane to me. <laughs> no, that was really Patrick Bateman just acting like he could. <laughs> right. like he was just acting like he was stressed out over it, so he's purposely sweated. But like, I don't think I could stress. do that. Do you think you can break into sweat on cue? <sighs> break into sweat right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you can't nope. do it. It's hard. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's that's I'm, the end of my. I'm just trivia. jogging in place. <laughs> Trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Act trivia. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And uh Yeah. <laughs> that would that's pretty much I would all have to say about it. Well, I guess let's move on to the main portion of the show here. Indubitably. And uh so you know, let's let's go back to the song here. So have you had a chance to like re-listen to the song and stuff since we watched or, or listened for the first time? Yeah, I've heard it uh like a few times. Um I would we talk about the likeliness or the, about the comparison? Uh first? like how much you liked it, like where where it ranks for you. Um I really it was okay. It's not my favorite. It's definitely not my favorite of the songs. Okay. I don't think it's grown on me as much yet, maybe. I get that. Um I would probably put this I would put the second to last so far. Um, wow. Okay. Not, actually, not gonna lie. So, w- what is your list? Do you do you have it? Like, do you know? Um. Yeah. So I have funeral arrangements is still number one for me. Hell yeah. Rash decisions. Uh, shower scene. Uh, rainy day because I I just um I actually I might put rainy day a little. But higher, I don't know. There's something that's the weird part. It's a good about song. It. Yeah, it's it's more like the pop realm, like the uppity feel good realm. Uh, but it's like I I like this, <laughs> right? And uh, welcome to Horwood. Uh, this and then Assault and Batteries. Okay. All right. Well, I I've already done my ranking for the movie earlier. Um, so I would put this third in my ranking, actually. Because I actually really, really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, do you think that you would, uh, would you, you'd probably watch this again sometime again down the future? Maybe like a couple of years from now. You know, like yeah. I don't want to go out and rewatch it right now. But Oh, uh, right. Like I, I usually don't rewatch movies a whole lot. Usually when I watch it, I, I process pretty much everything for a good while. Right. And like I have a good memory of it from, I, w- I would say a good five year span probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so my rankings right now, I have Child's Play still in number one, and then Resident Evil, and then American Psycho, and Cabin Fever, Pet Cemetery, and Psycho. 
So we have the better. It's like almost like American Psycho is like the improved version of Psycho. It's like Super <laughs> <Right>. Nintendo. <laughs> Super Psycho. Yeah, <laughs> Super Psycho. Super Psychonauts. So, um, but, yeah, I guess so. Now we got to figure out where we'll put per- Oh, my God. I cannot talk tonight. It's the drinking. Ain't the drinking. <laughs> that but, was uh, yesterday. You can't blame me. I know. Me but I guess now we got to figure out where it ranks on our list of which songs captured the movie the best. Yeah. Uh, which I'll run through that right now. So we have Assault and Batteries at number one, mm-hmm. and then Rainy Day, and then yep. Funeral Derangements, Shower Scene, and Rash Decision. Yep. That sounds still accurate. So how how did you feel about this, having watched the movie after listening to it? So I still have my notes written down for um, the exact like list of things that it had representing the movie. Right. Um. It had, uh, it had, it started off with the chainsaw noise. Uh, so it's like instantly, like, okay, there is the chainsaw scene and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And, uh, that was one thing I did like about the movie because, like, he quotes, like, Ed Gein and, like, yeah, Ed Ted Gein Bundy. Up again. <laughs> yeah, and, like, Ted Bundy and, like, Texas Chainsaw. And you can see that, like, he watches the movie, then he gets a chainsaw. Right. Um, and then it changes to Huey Lewis, uh, you know, that happens in the song. And like we said, the whole dialogue is pretty much the movie. Yeah. So um, a- actually, if I can butt in here real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I re-listened to the song after watching the movie and I picked out a bunch of lines where I was like, oh, that's from the movie or a reference to it. Yeah. That I did not catch. You know what's funny? I like hearing that from you because I remember you saying that about the psycho. Uh because now when I hear the song, I think about when you say that when you watch the movie. Right. Uh, I'm always cleaning up her mess. You know, it was like, it's funny because it's like, now you can hear that. Or like <laughs> yeah. when the memes happen, too. It's like, oh, yep, that's the part. But yeah, like, uh, so right at the beginning, they say something like Valentino Couture, which is the suit that he wears. Uh, oh, yep, yep. And then there's lines straight from the movie, like, well, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. Uh, there's that oh, whole... Yeah. Or, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there's that whole, like, where are you going? I'm just leaving. But why? Oh, yeah, to return, return some video tapes. That's yep, like word yep. for word from the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's another part where in the background, the vocals say, uh, not the face, you piece of bitch trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a yep. weird line, but that's straight from the movie, too. Yeah, and that and that shows you that it, the band keeps its fun by keeping the like the funny lines of the yeah. movie, like the random lines of the movie, and then uh, that stick out, right? And there's the part where he's like, "But wait, let me give you my card." And then right yeah. after that, uh, the voice in the background says, "That's Bone," which I did not understand until I watched the movie. And one of them put out their card, and they're like, "What color is that?" And he, they go, "That's Bone." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, because this is kind of random. That's bone. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, it ends with uh, the same. I think it's the same line as the movie. This confession has meant nothing. Yeah. And then uh, there's that part where in the song he's confessing to his lawyer where he's like, so it's weird. OK, Um. so in the song, he says, Eric, I know or I don't even remember. He says like. Oh, my God, I don't remember how it goes. But anyways, he like he basically confesses to his lawyer like he does in the movie. Yeah. But another and, and that's when he does say that line. Well, I guess you could say I'm a pretty yeah. sick guy. Yeah. But okay, here's the weird thing. So in the song earlier, they do the whole hey Paul, you know? Yeah. In this part, he switches up the names for all the characters. 
Because, like, he calls his lawyer Eric in the song. And in the movie, his lawyer's name is Harold. Yeah. And then he says, like, I killed Drew, Chris, and Mike, stabbed Jose with a knife. Mm -hmm. Nobody in the movie that gets killed is named Drew, Chris, Mike, or Jose. Right, right. (laughs) So I was like, what the fuck is that about? And I, I don't know. I actually, I looked it up. I looked into it. So he says, Drew... And apparently uh, that's a reference to Drew Folk, who produced the album. Chris, who is Chris Nilsson, one of their managers. Mike, who is Mike Mowry, who is another one of their managers. And then Jose is Jose Mangan, who is a friend of the band and a host on uh, Sirius XM. Oh, shit. Yeah. This is a little trivia. So yeah, that, that, I, I guess I wasn't known trivia. <laughs> We're not doing garage <laughs> trivia overtime. Well, no, like I, I thought that was kind of cool that they were like, uh, let's switch up the names and just throw in our friends' names. Yeah, we're, we'll do callbacks. Nobody yeah. will get it. Nobody will get it, but you they'll love it. <laughs> but no, like, after watching the movie, there were definitely things in the song where I was like, oh, okay. You, right, right. Like, a lot of them. Yeah, and I do like um, that when you listen to the song, I think it first starts out, and then, like, there's police sirens. They're, like, echoed police okay, sirens. I will say in. that's just on the music video, though, because we listen to the music video audio. Oh, I, I think you did. You, yeah. I think you did. We did talk about this. Dang. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, could you see this song being on the soundtrack of the movie? Or would it be weird? I mean, considering how heavy it is, I think it would be weird. Just yeah. for it being like a early two thousands. Yeah, and it doesn't. Movie. He doesn't really listen to that kind of music. He listens to like the top hits. Yeah, because he listens to like Phil Collins, Huey Lewis, and Whitney Houston. So like, oh, and then uh, Walking on Sunshine. It's almost like he's listening. He's getting real in depth about music, but it's like the most popular music at the it time. It really is, which might be another like clue as to how fake he is you know he's just listening to yeah. what's popular yeah like kind of feels more synthetic yeah and um yeah so it's kind of weird i yeah you're right the genre of music i wouldn't see this uh this song kind of feels less of like a soundtrack and more of like a uh performance play of a like uh because right. i think like green day had a uh play on american idiot about the story of what that album has or something like that yeah like if there was an american psycho play and this was like the closing song or something where it just right, sort of retells right. everything right or if it's a musical <laughs> yeah no i could definitely see that yeah 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 but yeah, um, so I don't know. What are you feeling? Where are you feeling this deserves to be at in the I, list? It feels so. We're going, we're going out of the numerical. We're going out of six, right? Yeah. Yes. I would probably put this below rainy day, but above funeral arrangements, possibly. Okay. Okay. See. Um, I have to put my mind back in rainy day and why we ranked it so high too. That's my other thought process. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, but apparently we did, and we're sticking yeah. to it. Just for the genre of the song, I guess, and the. Uh, I, think, I think the... we were just really feeling it and the movie at the time. Yeah, you you think we were just hyped up? We're just like. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, because that song actually it matched the genre. It had the same lyrics. Right. Uh, it did kind of seem like it would be in the movie. You know what else I just thought of that makes this, I think, rank even higher for me? 
mm-hmm. how sporadic the song is. Oh yeah, it kind of just it jumps cuts from yeah. this part. It like goes part. from like sl- slow and soft to like angry and back and forth. Oh, just sort of like the movie Matt, does. You're right. You're right. I don't know. I think this is a strong contender for number two for me, if not number one. Because I could say that about. Because even half of it is the movie, too. Yeah. Like, if you've never seen the movie, did you feel like you pretty much got a gist of the movie? Oh, yeah. No, I I felt like, I mean, not, like, obviously, like, exactly what would happen. But I feel like it gives a pretty good rundown of the movie, you know? Yeah. And because having the lines and how the sense it gets the idea of the sense of humor, too. Just like how Salt Batteries does with Child's Play. So, because having the lines and then... uh, you know, Matt, I think you're right. This might have to be a number one. Are you are you thinking number one? Because I'm thinking it might be number one. Yeah. We'll have, I'll have to give it a couple more goes. And I have to put in that mentality, too, of number one. Right? But, yeah. Like, Assault and Batteries has been number one basically this whole time. Yeah, you know, they really do capture the sound of the Huey Lewis uh, oh, they, song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the breakdown with the Huey Lewis samples in it. I, I, I'm voting number one, but I'm leaving it up to you. Yes, yes, definitely, yes. Uh, we have dethroned assault and Press. batteries today, fellas. Ooh, fellas I'm and lady fellas. What's gonna top this? I'm curious. I, I still think this might be topped. We still got a couple songs to go. Really? Yeah. But oh, well, shit. We got a new number one, everybody. It's it's a new way to pee. It's a new number one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess speaking of that, before we get going, uh, we are over halfway through the songs here. So really, so we're we're halfway through the album. Oh yeah, we're over halfway. Oh nice. So how are you feeling about this so far? Are you are you glad we're on this journey? Are you enjoying? Yes, yeah, I do like that. Um, that this is like a new. This is also the most interesting way I've ever like listened to an album too. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> like I, I can't say I'll ever like there. I can't say that I've listened to many albums this way. Uh, one song, you know, as we're going and plus being recorded, <laughs> one song every couple <laughs> weeks, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but just really going in depth about it. That's the interesting part about it. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoy this. Hell yeah, I'm glad um, to hear that. And like like I said, also I can enjoy the song apart from the whole this project too. Right. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, as someone who already loves this album, watching these movies is giving me like a whole new appreciation for the songs. So mm-hmm. I'm loving that. Yeah. And it's going over it too is like making me realize how old some of these movies are too. Because like I, I've most most of these movies I've kind of just seen growing up. Right. So like I'm just like, yeah, of course that movie. But then when I rewatch it with like a new set of eyes and like especially from a writer's aspect, I've learned a lot about like what it's like to write as like a story and everything. So then it's like I see the movie a lot differently how I did when I first watched it as a kid because I just burned through the whole <laughs> movies, you know, the whole movie catalog. Right. Well, awesome. All right. Well, we'll get back to it soon. And uh, before we do that, what movie do you think we're going to be doing next, Austin? Oh, the next movie we're watching next um, is the next movie we're watching. Yes. And that next movie will be... I um, really want you to get it one of these times. Well, the next movie 
Ooh, uh, I would stick it to the slasher realm. Okay. I'm going to say, uh, I'm actually going to say Silence of the Lambs. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know why that tells me that. But I just like this, like, I'm going to keep going to the psychotic killer route. All right. Well, we will find out on the next episode if Austin's right or not. I'm not feeling confident, but I, <laughs> I, I'm excited. <laughs> so, yeah. You, I, never mind. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say something now. You're, but you are going to say something I might now, say but something. that would have been what you were going to yeah. say. I'm going to say something different. Uh, <laughs> if you enjoy this show, uh, you can catch me on my other shows, uh, Super Normal and Pilot Seasons. Definitely give them a go. Oh, my God. Those shows are great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Well, and if you enjoy Austin, you can find him on... Uh, no, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. No, I'm I, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, you can find Austin on YouTube and TikTok under Big D Liquor. That is liquor with a Q, as in alcohol, which I drank too yeah. much of last night. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess as we're leaving, if you want to give me your horror movie quote, if you have that. Um, nope. Or we can go back to the Tim Allen grunts. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love how you said that in a threat. Like, <laughs> we can do it. I'll do it. I'll turn this car around. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I thought this was great. Uh, okay. So today's horror movie quote is brought to you by They Live. And then before you get to that, the okay. Ice Nine Kills quote that follows is by this, is from the song Testimony. Ooh. Oh, yes. They live, testimony. (laughs) Do they now? Uh, You know, you know, you look like your head fell in the cheese dip back in 1957. You're okay. This one real fucking ugly. I see sirens spinning around through my eyelids. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) We'll see you next time. His eyelids are messed up because he's seeing something ugly. This podcast has been brought to you by Very Fair Productions. Uh, That's very fair.